0: love together podcast this is a show where no topic is off limits every week we will be raw and real and give you real life scenarios to help create the relationship that you desire
1: so we are getting juicy today
0: Uh, apparently we are getting juicy today
1: (laughs) Mm, honey so
0: i don't know if i'm walking into a setup i don't know
1: you never know with me
0: i never know Yep, might might be getting raw and real. I don't, I, I don't we know. Are. We I'm are. We're going to get raw and I'm real looking and deep vulnerable. Into her eyes, trying to read her on which direction we are going right now. <laughs>
1: you have the cutest eyes, by the way. Thank you. I love looking in your eyes. Thank you. I think we need to come out of looking in each other's eyes and remember we're doing a podcast right now.
0: Okay, let's do that.
1: Okay, I got to stop mm. looking. <laughs>
0: okay, so we had a conversation. <laughs> Take yes. it from there, baby.
1: I don't even know how this conversation came up. Because it's not normally a conversation we would have while cooking dinner. Uh-huh. So, basically, we started... Oh, okay, I can't say how the conversation started because I remember. But you were watching a video. Uh-huh. And it sparked something, I'm, you know, just like a curiosity. And I'm like, okay, honey, so do you think when people like cheat and have affairs. Do you think that it usually starts out with them watching porn?
0: Ooh. Is okay. that a
1: factor into it?
0: So I have no idea about facts, but I do know a little bit about this just from personal experience and from others, you know, close to them in my life. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It it can start there, and I think um, this might be exposing some of my conservative nature. But even the erotica books in the fantasies um, that women read are nowhere close to any form of reality, oh, yeah. and so I think they produce a longing inside of a uh, a female to experience those scenarios or something similar.
1: Yeah, I've never been into those kind of books. I was reading a book one time and it started, like it got that way and I'm like, WTF am I reading? Like, it was just so weird. But in reading it, and I didn't even finish the book because it was just too much for me. But in reading it, it was like, that's not even reality yeah it it was like so weird it was like this detective walks into this house she's investigating, and the owner and the guy she's investigating walks in they she turns around, looks at him, and they just jump each other's bones. <laughs> never had met nothing like that. yeah, they just jump each other's bones, and I'm like, really, how far from the truth is that? like that just doesn't happen
0: yeah it it doesn't, and I think that. Um, you know, I think that marriage and your sex life needs like spark in different scenarios and situations and different clothing and different, um, spontaneous things, indoors, outdoors, uh, you know, all these different things that can take place. But when the fantasy becomes, I want to sleep with the real life fireman. Or I want to sleep with a real life cop, you know, mm-hmm. and like these scenarios that are in these books, then it switches from what your partner can deliver to having to look somewhere else because they obviously can't deliver that because they are not a real life cop or a real life fireman.
1: Well, and one thing you have to remember too is real life cops, real life firemen, whatever it is, they're real life men.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: like I'm sorry it's just not fict. I mean yeah. not fict. It's not real life fact. Wow, that just came out weird. It's, it's just not real life. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. It's not real life.
0: When I was a kid, and I don't think I've any I've shared this with anybody, but I was drawn to the explicit literature. Um I'm not sure if like visual stuff was a stimulant for me because I just seen it all the time at home and like Mm -hmm. there was just playboys everywhere and, and prostitution and stuff. But, um, as I grew older, I became more attracted to the literature and the literature was filled with all of those kind of scenarios and, um, just filling my mind with, with ideas and stuff that, shouldn't happen or will never happen. One of the two. Yeah. Um, so how that becomes a detriment, I think is expectations. Mm -hmm. So you're expecting your sex life to be like this, that, and the other thing. Um, when that's not close to any form of reality whatsoever. So,
1: yeah. And when you're expecting that and it doesn't happen, then you just go from one person to the, to the next or, um, you have to get harder core porn, whatever, because it just doesn't do it for you anymore. It just doesn't, you know? Um, so, yeah.
0: You know, I um, I think, looking back, because I, I'm totally anti-porn, I don't, you know, look, taste, touch, nothing, Um, <clears throat> for as long as I've known you, that there's a need that i was filling in my life um and by the way i would just throw this out there i'm not um I'm spousing any religion or 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 believe in any religiosity <laughs> or any anything like that so this is just a a non-spiritual conservative stance that i was using it to fill a need and a lack of intimacy in my life yeah and so once the need is met and the intimacy is met um, the fake, the artificial, um, becomes no longer needed. True. And so that's what, what actually took place in my life. So there's like two modalities I can like struggle against this force. Um, but I really want to do it. I, you know, I so bad want to look at this and I could just like oppose like all my thoughts and my feelings and I can just, control myself and go another direction. That's that's one modality. The other modality is to look at the need in your life, have that need met and fulfilled, and then therefore it's kind of like this easy light sort of scenario instead of a struggle.
1: So in other words, you're saying that I completely fulfill you in every way.
0: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (coughs) So my question is to you, so we, we can join in this, how can men... Or even women on that, for that example, because there's women just stuck in the books, right? Yeah. And living these fantasies. Um, How do they build a relationship to where that's no longer needed?
1: You know, it really does. Sorry, I got throat issues. Um, It really does come down to, you have to start with yourself. Because if you're not good with yourself, you will never be good with anyone else. So you have to start with you. Where are you lacking in life? What do you need to change? What do you need to improve upon? Um, even what's going great in your life. And just really examine that. And then you need to start making the changes wherever they need to be cha- you know, fixed or changed or improved upon. Once you have that, then you can start on the relationship. Yeah. But until you work on yourself... No one else will ever fulfill you. Yeah, It just won't happen. You'll never be fulfilled because you have things lacking in yourself.
0: Yeah. So you think about it. If a, you know, a man is masturbating like four times a week or whatever and being intimate with his wife once a week, or let's just say once a month. So he's masturbating four times, you know, to other women. And he's being intimate with his wife once a month. So at that ratio, it's 4, 8, 12, 16. It's 16 to 1. So mm-hmm. 16 times I'm looking at other women to accomplish you know, the desired result. And then one time a month I'm fulfilling that need with my spouse. I think we can thoroughly see the numbers and see the problem with that. Yeah. Um so for me a humongous conversation needs to be had. Right? Like an honest one, like for men to st- step up and see and just let it out what they're doing, right? Yeah. Because most men this is a secret. It's a it's a secret activity. It's not something that's that's really shared. Um, in fact, a lot of men get caught by their wives and it's probably pretty embarrassing. (laughs) Really? I'm sure they do. Well, I
1: guess I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Well, I'm, I'm sure like, like if I were to catch you masturbating, Uh it'd be like, you couldn't have come to me. But then we also have a really, really amazing relationship. Yeah. So that might be the difference. Um, in the past it may have been like okay, sorry, I'm going to shut the door. Have fun. <laughs> but b- because we do have such a good relationship, I'd be like, okay, what's wrong? Yeah. Because that's just not something that is needed in our relationship. Yeah. So go ahead.
0: My only thought that came where you, um, right after you said that was there are couples that um, that enjoy porn together. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any judgment towards that um but I know that it's not for me yeah um but there's no judgment towards that it's like to each his own and and if that mutually benefits you and that's just something that y'all have to deal with um but is it taking place private and separately too yeah and alone and are these needs being met alone more than they are together Mm -hmm. and that comes back to that numbers ratio you know, am I, am I meeting my own needs by myself most of the time and then being intimate? Very few. And we wonder why, you know, we we're intimate maybe 12 times a year and we're wondering why we have problems.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we'll get to that in a minute, but talking about couples who enjoy porn together, uh-huh. my thought is, cause you're like, well, that's just not my thing. So what if it was my thing?
0: And it's not um, your
1: thing. So then then what do couples do?
0: Ooh, it's a hard one. I, I have no idea. Why don't you tell me?
1: <laughs> I have no idea.
0: Uh, I'm not in that position, shoot. so I don't know. Yeah. I would have a problem just on my side. And I guess that's where um, communication and things need to be hashed out with. I'm glad we don't have to face that. Yeah. Because um, that would be a awkward problem to to have so um as far as i know there needs to be communication and and stuff but i'm picturing in my mind a like a for example a a religious or god-fearing person and with a a spouse who who's kind of loose you know in their morals and more pragmatic um that would be a major problem because the one side is not going to go oh, sure, I would love to watch porn with you. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, yeah, that would be a cause for, for a lot of problems. Yeah. What so do you, you think? Like, so I'm a porn-loving freak, and, <coughs> <laughs> and I want to introduce that into our bedroom time, and you don't want to. Like, what's...
1: I I would... I think I would have a hard time with that. I know I would because I'm like I would. I would assume I'd be thinking, "You want to look at these other people having sex? You want to see these naked people doing who knows what?" Um, why can't you look at me instead? Uh huh. Why can't we come up with scenarios, act them out ourselves?
0: Yeah, is there is there a core underlying feeling that I'm not enough?
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I don't satisfy you. You have to go some results.
0: So if, for example, this scenario, I use porn and I masturbate four times a week and I'm with you once a month and you know, our partners aren't stupid. Yeah. They know, they know what's going on.
1: I'm sorry. If you're having sex once a month, you got issues in your marriage. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest.
0: That was funny how you just called it out. I think there's going to be a lot of people mad at you. Are you ready for like?
1: I'm okay. Bring okay? the haters on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because be like, if you, we you only don't make love once a month, there's nothing wrong with us. No.
1: Well, examine your relationship. Like if you think that you have nothing wrong in your relationship, examine it. Look very honestly and deeply into your relationship. Can you improve in in areas? How is your relationship? How's communication? Look at all areas of your relationship. And then if you can come back and tell me that you don't have any issues, not that you're like on the brink of divorce or anything, but if you can tell me you have no issues in your marriage, I will take back what I just said. Yeah. That's awesome. So one thing that continually has been said, there's one word. That has been said multiple times so far. And I want to go there.
0: Okay.
1: that's communication. Okay. And that's something big we actually talked about Sunday night. Was about communication. So... Why is it so freaking hard for couples who are in committed relationships to talk about sex? Ooh.
0: Um... Well, I think... It first stems from not being on the same page. Okay. Well, that's from a lack of communication also. So yes. it's like a catch-22. You're, you've you never established on the same page. Therefore, you don't communicate. Um, you're not saying what you want. This leads to more frustration, leads to more non-communication.
1: Okay. So here's my question for you. In the beginning of our relationship, Uh and I actually have another. I'm going to write this question down because I want to ask you this. Okay, Um, so talk for one second while I write this down.
0: (laughs) Talk on demand. Yes. So I don't know what I'm going to say, but I'll go ahead and say it. Okay, never mind. There are, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) We all desire uh, to be intimate and to have our needs met. And we are unwilling to communicate what we want, and so oftentimes, like for example, if the you know the woman <clears> wants <throat> to be on top and and be in control and um just have a good time um is is that woman able to communicate that? yeah if the man wants to you know be in control or, or a certain position or or whatever um is he able to say that? Mm-hmm. And so there's just this non-communication going on where it's just like, okay, you know, it's been a month, so it's time for sex, and you know, the woman just lays down and the man jumps on top, and it's just like, no wonder. Um, when it comes to sex and intimacy, the um, there's no spark, you know, that yeah. it's dying because. It's look at the rut. Look at the routine. Yeah. Like, okay, I guess I got to put out now, you know, or whatever is going on. Who
1: wants to be with that anyways?
0: I can't even imagine like that mode of thinking anymore. Yeah. To where, um, where that would be my mindset. That's just, um, no place I'd ever want to be again.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, we've come so far in our relationship compared to any relationship we've ever had. Um, I can't imagine going back to that mindset of once a month or how long can I go before I have to give out or put out, um, uh, this is a chore. Let me just lay here. Can you hurry up and finish? I can't imagine going back to that. Yeah. Like I really can't. Um,
0: yeah, I just, I think, um, I gotta throw this out there because, um, Men got to, we got to own this Mm -hmm. and just like I had to own this, that why would your wife want to be with somebody who's 70, 80 pounds overweight? And then why would she want to, to give that man a blow job or look at his stomach or just an overall disgust of a man, for example, just not taking care of your body, just not having vision and purpose for your life, just overall being this way less of a man and then expect your partner to admire you expect there to be admiration there. And we think a lot of times that our sex life is the problem. When it's the overall lack of health, the lack of admiration, the, the overall man that you have become is not producing this overall attractiveness and admiration from your partner. And so men are experiencing that in the bedroom.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think it, it goes even further just in the physical aspect of it. It does. I'm, who are you as a person? Because you can, I have seen people who are just very attractive men and women. Their outer appearance is like, holy crap! Like uh-huh. you're cute, you're beautiful, but then you hear them talk, and you're like, oh, never mind, that's you're exa- not.
0: That's exactly what I'm talking about. So if your if your partner doesn't admire the way that you speak, mm-hmm. um, that's going to show up in the bedroom. Yeah if your wife doesn't admire the way you interact with the kids, that is going to show up in the bedroom. Yeah. If your wife doesn't admire the fact of what you become in your, your purpose and in your business and then pursuing some sort of like, um, big mission for your life, it's going to show up in the bedroom. It is. Yeah. And so we turn to porn. Yeah. Because we don't even know how to fix it. Mm-hmm. We don't even know that we need to work on all these areas of our life to fix our sex problem. Um so therefore we just take the easy way out. I mean porn's easy. Yeah. Like the the um the fake cover models there's there's no judgment, there's no lack of performance, there's no you know any of this baggage that we have at home. There's there's just nothing, it's just release.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and everyone's like, well, we do it once a week. It's Friday night. Okay, we'll have sex now. That's the average. That's what we should be doing. Okay. Like, who cares what the average is? Yeah. Do you really want to be average? Look at us. (laughs) Okay, we're going to go there. Honey, how often do we make love?
0: (sighs) Close to every day.
1: And that's, we're not just saying that. Like, that's legit. No, like, like if we
0: miss three days, then we'll, we'll, we'll probably make up three times in a day. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. Yeah. And the average, it could be every other day is probably 100% accurate, but sometimes yeah. it seems like every day. Yeah.
1: Well, and even if we miss a day and like on that second day, it's like torture almost. It's like, how long has it been? Has it been a week? And like. I legit have to think back to how long ago it had been because it feels like it's been a week. And it was, you know, like two days ago yeah, or a day ago or whatever that would be. Like that, I can't even imagine not making love every day or every other day to you. I just can't imagine it. And I don't want to. But I also think that because we are so sexually active that it helps our relationship tremendously. Yeah. So do you remember the other last week's episode, we were talking about hugs and how when we first got together, it was like, almost like I was broad shoulders and like super stiff hugging you. Uh And now it's like, I'm soft and I conform and I'm just very into the hugs and they're completely different. So this is a thought I had since sunday and i've not wanted to bring it up because i wanted it for the podcast okay so how was i when we first got together sexually was i like that hug where i was very stiff very rigid
0: yeah it was kind of like that okay like um and you know when we first started being intimate we um we seemed out of rhythm. Yeah. Just like in general, it didn't matter it was, we were we were constantly like out of rhythm. Um and I think that's just due to lack of experience with each other. Yeah. and stuff, but um there was definitely a a learning curve to get I don't know, on the same wavelength and in kind of the same rhythm.
1: Yeah. Which is normal for any relationship. Yeah. So, you know, it brings me back to the first night I stayed the night with you. Uh Uh-huh. And so I come over, we make love for the first time, we go to sleep, and you wake up in the middle of the night. And I am on the other side of the bed.
0: You are. Well, see, I had a... Um, <laughs> I'll let you tell this story. I had a, a California king bed. So, I mean, the, the bed is is huge. And yeah. you are not huge at all. <laughs> 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 five, three-ish. More like five, what? No. Timothy! <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, so, yeah, I woke up and she's curled in this little ball way, way, way over on the other side of the bed and i'm like gosh <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: how did um, that make you feel
0: uh it made me feel like you you probably had um some issues in the past that's it, i didn't take it personally i was just uh-huh. like well she's probably got some issues
1: <laughs> really <laughs> i sure did <laughs> did not realize how deep they went
0: <laughs>
1: <clears throat> but you know and i remember you commenting on that And we had a whole conversation on it, and it was just like, well, why was I there? And I explained it, you know, and it made sense. And it took a little bit of time for us to be completely comfortable with with each other for me not to sleep like that because I didn't know I was doing it. It happened in my sleep, um, and I was very unaware of it. So it was all subconscious. And um, it took a while. And I mean, now we have a queen size bed because I can't even stand being in a king size bed with you yeah. because it's like, there's so much room. Like I want to be close to you. So what do you think the change was me going from that to how we are now?
0: Um, <clears throat> I think it was just building, um, the intimacy, the trust factor, the, the con- connectedness together, um, the communication, um, in the overall, um, admiration that, that you begin to have for me and the ownership that I was your man, this yeah. is my man, you know, um, what's, I think all those just kind of naturally came, then, then the guard just kind of let down.
1: Yeah. Okay. So going back to the communication aspect. Okay. Okay. So. For the longest time and I still even struggle with this some um and through our conversation Friday or Sunday um I realized you do too why is it so freaking hard to communicate what people want sexually why is it so hard for a woman to say honey I want oral sex give it to me Uh uh-huh or for a man to say I want oral or I want this or touch me like that or why is that so freaking hard to communicate I know my answer but why
0: Um, I honestly don't know. I think I know how to fix it a little bit, Uh but I don't know the reason why. I really don't.
1: Okay.
0: Um, now the, the ways to fix it, maybe I can share a couple thoughts after you share your reason why.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, you know, for me, and I know a lot of people are in this position too, like growing up in religion, it's like, yeah, sex is absolutely. bad. Sex is bad. It's bad. Don't do it. It's bad. It's going to leave your, lead your life down this horrible path. But then the day you get married, all of a sudden sex is a good thing. Uh huh. Obviously I didn't go that route. I was pregnant at, you know, 17 and.
0: Oh, you little hussy.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously <laughs> I didn't go down that route, but it's still freaking drilled in you that sex is a bad thing. And then, you know, in our generation, like, we didn't talk about sex, maybe more so you because of the situation you grew up in. But I don't remember having conversations with my mom about sex. I never had those talks. Like, everything I knew about sex, I learned on my own. I learned at school and, you know, when they were doing sex ed, like, I didn't have those conversations. And so... I think growing up, and then just some of my other issues, I couldn't communicate what I wanted. And it has taken a lot of very conscious realization and effort to get to the point I can communicate with you. Even now, I struggle with it. And I don't know why. Because we've come so far. Yeah. And I am, like, comfortable with you in every single aspect of life. Um. But it's still, still something that I think just from being drilled in for so many years that it's really hard to communicate my needs.
0: Yeah. So I think the way to combat that, um, like I said, I'm not sure why. Uh, I think it's just shame and, and, and different stuff that we're just kind of programmed to, to not communicate. But if you, for example, said, honey, tonight is your night and whatever you say that I will do. And so setting up this scenario of like your wish is my command Mm -hmm. and playing that role and like encouraging them to just say what they want. Yeah. Empower her to command you and then do as she commands. You might have to do uh, some extra foreplay cuz you know how man we just want to r- you know run right in there and you know once it's hard we just want to go but yeah like you you're not doing nothing until she tells you to. Yeah. And so you get that back rub and and you get that a lot of that foreplay and and all this stuff that goes goes on and then of course then she picks the position. She picks if if it changes. Um, so having that and vice versa,
1: yeah, it,
0: it, 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 through a controlled scenario, you're giving them command and charge and permission to say exactly what they want.
1: So we actually did this recently. Yes. You had a night where you were in charge, whatever you said went. Uh-huh. And then, I don't know, however much longer later it was my turn. Uh-huh. And it did not go so well. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. And afterwards. You know why? Yeah. Uh, why?
0: We don't have to go to full detail, but it's like you were still thinking about me. I was. And it wasn't like your wish is my command. It's like.
1: What turns you on the most?
0: Yeah. You still put yourself in the role of. Yeah. Of, so we need to do that one over and we, we do. will report back to you guys um, because. Sh- She was empowered to take that role and do everything, but she still conformed to (laughs) more of something that was more along the lines of- It was for you, not me. For for her. So there, let's report back. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to schedule this. Challenge accepted. Okay. So you are going to be in total control and we'll report back onto how that went. And if you still thought about me in this situation.
1: <laughs> well, I think as a woman, especially as a mom, like it's hard to think about yourself, which I've gotten, I've come so far with that, but it's still so hard to freaking think about yourself. It's always what, it, what do they want? You know, so you're always thinking about the other person. And it also goes down to, cause in that moment I'm like, Oh, I would love for him to do this. But I couldn't communicate it.
0: Really? I didn't yeah. know that.
1: Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I am comfortable with you in every freaking way possible, Uh huh. but I still couldn't do it.
0: All right. Challenge, baby. It's your challenge. Report next week. Let's do this.
1: <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'm excited. Are you?
0: I am. I'm super excited.
1: Okay, so... One of the other things that we talked about Sunday night was positions. Why is it in so many relationships, it's like missionary, that's it. That's it.
0: Uh There's
1: no experimentation. There's no fun. There's no excitement. Yeah. It's like man on top, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Yeah. That's it. Like Um, why are people so afraid to experiment when it comes to sex?
0: It could be a lack of experience it could be too much experience and too much shame to that, so you revert back to being more a more conservative um it could be um did I already say a lack of education in communication hmm um that's a definite plus yeah like have you ever um you know read any the Kama Sutra positions or looked at different stuff? and educated yourself on all the different positions that you can pull off.
1: I have to say the Kama Sutra app that you used to have told you 5,000 times you need to get it back because it's not graphic. It's all words.
0: It's all words. And what's cool about it is you have to like figure it out. So it's like left leg over right leg in chair position spoon. I don't know. So it's like. Yeah,
1: it's so fun. And one thing you have to be willing to do is laugh. Yeah, because we,
0: I think we have like 20 like go-to positions that are just kind of like. Yeah. Maybe it might be a little bit smaller, but there was quite a few. Like go-to positions that are really comfortable. But like you said, you have to be willing to laugh. Why?
1: Yeah. you're Because it's not going to, it's not going to be amazing. They're not all
0: going to work out, right? Yeah.
1: They're not going to all work out. They're not all going to be amazing. One person might look funny in the angle that they're at, like whatever it is. Like, I can't tell you how many positions we've tried through that app you used to have. Download it, by the way. Seriously. Yes, ma'am. But you just have to be willing to laugh and realize, like, sex isn't perfect. It's never going to be. So just go with the flow. If something is weird, laugh about it. If it doesn't work out, just laugh. You know, have fun. Like, sex is not supposed to be this you know, boring thing. Like it's meant, you're meant to have fun. Yeah. So just, I don't know. I, every time we try something new, I'm like, oh, what's this <laughs> one going to be like?
0: <laughs> you're so cute.
1: You're so cute. So <laughs> I don't know. I think, I don't know why people don't experiment with with different positions or they're just very missionary blah yeah it's a duty it's not something that you're doing for fun yeah and i think that comes from the religious community again because so many different religions are like this is a sacred thing this is something it's a god-given you know like whatever like cool yeah it can be a very sacred thing it can you know it is a gift from god Uh uh-huh but have fun
0: in multiple ways. <laughs> in multiple ways and positions. In, in, indoors, outdoors, no doors, whatever. Outdoors
1: can be very fun. Yes. When you're in a place where you will never get caught.
0: Yes. I still thought that maybe an animal was going to come up behind me and bite my ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Rawr! That was, but you know what though? <laughs> that was so exciting and so exhilarating that... It just was way more intensified. Yeah. Like you got to try it. Yeah. Go I, well, into the I woods.
0: think the like the orgasm rate. It intensifies with the brain connection, right? Yeah. So you're doing this like new activity and it's like a little bit, you know, risque or a little bit dangerous or whatever. And it just correlates with your brain and your mind and produces this massive, um, situation that you wouldn't normally have
1: yeah yeah and you know I think going along with that when you're just the missionary type person and that's all you ever do like your brain knows it and so your orgasms are not going to be as intense they're not going to be as amazing
0: if you have them at all right
1: yeah especially for for women women, yeah yeah
0: men usually don't have any problem whatsoever and just to throw this out there to the men you'll last way longer if you give up pornography like it's just like totally different because it 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 takes you away from the the visualness of everything uh, because that's what you've been feeding yourself and it gets you more like interconnected to the emotional aspect of it and you will last way longer
1: Women will enjoy that. (laughs) Yes, they will. Because women, it takes so much longer for a woman to have an orgasm than in a man. So, you know, you want to please your woman, try and last longer. Absolutely. So, you know, we've talked about positions. We've talked about places to do it and all that. So, what about lingerie? Love it. You know, I I was really surprised how long we went before I bought any. Yeah. I think we actually lived here, wasn't it? Or right before we moved here.
0: Yep, it was.
1: That we ever even used it.
0: And I really, really love those um, those thong Speedos you got me.
1: <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> 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 OMG, honey. You are uh, so
0: cute. That was definitely a joke, man.
1: I would never. No. Those <laughs> are not attractive on men. No. In my eyes, so you'll never be wearing one of those. But it was so funny, it was here, because I remember. So I wanted to, I listened to a podcast that a, my friend um, does, and they were talking about lingerie. And we, we're very conservative. I mean, yeah, we have fun and we mix it all up and we do all sorts of stuff, but we're very conservative. conservatives. We don't use toys, like we don't watch porn, none of that. And so it just never entered my mind To buy lingerie Uh so i bought some and i was so excited and kids were gone and so i'm like texting you hey where are you at because i have this whole plan i'm gonna have my hair done i'm gonna have makeup on i'm gonna be in lingerie when you walk in and so i'm all ready and i'm all done up and you walk in and i'm just standing there and the look on your face was the cutest ever you were like like, breath taken away, like, shock, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, it was so amazing. Like, for me, as a woman, it made me feel so good. And then, like, how did it feel for you?
0: Um, I'm sure it was freaking amazing. I'm trying to get in touch with the, the feelings because I was probably just like, like, thank you in awe a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I think that's probably what I was feeling. But and then visual, of course, it was like, damn. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you've not gone that route with lingerie um, and you don't have to get like whorish lingerie. Yeah. Like, if you're just starting out and you're conservative, like there are a lot of options out
0: there. So <clears throat> one last thought. Okay. For me, okay, was this because you mentioned conservative and no toys and mm-hmm. and different stuff? And I just want to explain this because obviously not everybody who listens to us is going to be conservative, and they'll probably leave us a little nasty rating. But it, it it really doesn't matter. But so correlating to the amount of porn and the amount of time that they spend together, and then you throw toys in there, so now. I'm only with um, with my partner once a month and 16 times I'm using pornography and then most likely during that time I'm going to use a toy. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that scream to either a man or a woman? Inadequate. Inadequate. That you don't have the ability to do what it takes and you can't finish the job.
1: Well, especially for a woman. Like... Look at the dildos. Look at the vibrators. Like no man can come close to competing with a vibrator. You just can't. Yeah. No way on this earth could a man <laughs> compare to so a vibrator. It's so funny. I think
0: I think that it's like a conspiracy because the you know the average man is about six inches or whatever, Um, and there's a certain average you know girth of a man's penis and. It's almost like a conspiracy because <laughs> they're freaking, you know, eight inches long and twelve inches long with freaking, you know, girth of a freaking horse, and <laughs> it's like a conspiracy. It's like yeah. good luck.
1: Well, and if you think about it, it makes total sense that the the toy industry wants to outdo a man uh-huh. because of you can out compete with any toy out there they're going to go out of business yeah so they have to you know they have to what is the word they have to like be able to be better than a man in order to survive yeah
0: that's that's a pretty good revelation can you imagine when the artificial intelligence comes into play like, yeah. it's really going to even be worse, but we're not going in that conversation. No. <laughs> <laughs> and about, you know, 20 years from now, you know, the artificial intelligence is going to outdo man in every single way. So yeah. it's like, damn. Yeah, But yeah, we're actually allowing them to steal our, our manhood away, you know, and we're giving yeah. it away because... Because of inadequacies, like we need this, this tool to make this happen. And, and you can guarantee if it's used regularly that there's no orgasm going to take place until that tool comes out.
1: Oh, exactly. Because if that's what it takes to have an orgasm, <clears throat> you're never going to have one. Yep. So.
0: Yeah, Deep stuff. it is. So I want to give a shout out to the men out there. And um, this I thought about this last week. And that is you know, what I'm here for, for the men out there. And that is if if you're broken, if your relationship is falling apart, if you're not stepping up and being there as a father, if you're struggling with pornography or anything like that, I am here to reach out to you and to be that person that you can talk to and you could do this very privately. This is not, it's not going to go any public or any fashion like that, but you can text me at 781-908-4601. That is 781-908-4601. And this is for struggling men, struggling men only who want to begin to rebuild their lives, overcome this pornography and begin to build their families and relationships that they want. So hit me up and we will chat.
1: And I will say he is really good. Like you've worked with a lot of different men. You've worked with some women. But the success that I have seen in these people you have worked with, I mean, their lives have changed completely. Yes. So like, I know it's hard to reach out as a man um, and ask for help and admit that you're, you're not having the best relationships. Your life's not going the greatest. Like I get that that's hard. But Tim really is an amazing person to reach out to. Yeah.
0: That's why we, um, this is nothing that you have to share with the public or anything like that. Uh, It's a private text and it goes directly to me and nobody else. So.
1: Yes. So, we have been having so much fun with our podcast and if you guys would like to help support us, we would love for you to rate and review and subscribe to our podcast. That way you can always get our podcasts when they're released and then the rating and reviewing really helps us to be able to reach more people. Absolutely. So can't wait till next week. And who knows where we're going to go.
0: Who knows where we're going to go.